Hello, welcome back to Blurred Watchers. I am Courtney, and I'm here with... Marshall, what's going on? Nothing much. We're bringing to you another episode, your another monthly dose episode of blurdy goodness. Of monthly blurdy goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's such a pleasure to be here with you, my dear. Sure. My lover, my baby, my boo, my everything. Um, but yeah, how you doing? How was your day? I'm I'm good. I mean, you know, just been working. Uh, Mondays are Mondays, you know, or days are days, whatever time. What is that time? Um, um can't relate. But yeah, no. I mean, as far as what's been going on, um, we got to meet our new nephew. He yeah. was super cute. Um, one of our cats was sick and that was, you know, vaguely terrifying and stressful and, you know, being up all night, basically like with a child. Okay. So don't, I don't, don't come for me because I I know how you girls like to tussle, not uh, equating an animal to a child. I know how you mommies and daddies out there hate when we do that. Sorry, but you know, we've had her for what? 10, 11 years, 11 Mm -hmm. years. So, you Mm -hmm. know. I guess kind of part of the family. She's been with us for longer than, well, I mean, I guess the amount of time we've been quote unquote together, but we've had her before we even got married. So, you know? Yeah. I try to tell people, um, she's been with us through basically our whole relationship. Yeah. And, and she lives here and y'all don't. So when y'all come in, y'all talk shit about a member of the household. You can probably nobody talks shit about her. Lead. Yes, yes, not I've really. Had to, I've had to say it multiple times. Okay, well, anyway, so there was that. Oh, but then we got some furniture that I've been like stocking for yeah. months. Yeah, finally, I got a new kitchen table, so I'm setting up my my kitchen nook or whatever. I just need to get a bench, but so it looks glorious. So exciting. um, I wasn't stocking this particular set for months, but it's just like I was looking at all the different options and I couldn't find one where I was just like yes I want this and like I'm not gonna have buyer's remorse and finally found it was able to get it um you know without having to pay for everything up front so get it on like installments or whatever mm-hmm. um and it's good quality like it's good quality like heavy sturdy wood so excited I feel like we'll have this for a while I think yesterday was Perfect. Well, yeah, that's when we got it. We put it together. We hung out and we binged a whole bunch of TV. So that's what we're coming here to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. We got a show to do. So, um, yeah, we're here. Uh, I guess here's what we got. Y'all know I've been trying to do like, you know, agendas, agendas and whatnot and outlines so that we could be like organizational, like. Yeah, um, I mean, but that's more so for us. Y'all don't really need to know the outline, especially because, you know, we go on tangents. So uh, there are this is to help us outline for tangents. Yes, but I feel like this more so for us to keep us on track yeah, yeah, and not sure. really for y'all. Because y'all are just so, here to listen and talk with us, to us in your head as if we're having a combo. So let's do that. First up on the agenda. Oh, actually, I'm so sorry. I am so selfish and hog conversations. It's just the Gemini and me. Blame my head and not my heart. Is that how the saying goes? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Marshall, how have you been? What have you been up to? What's I was doing new? all the same stuff you was doing. I know, but I mean, we're not with each other 24-7. Maybe you was doing something. I don't know, you know? Yo, uh, shout out to everybody who's enjoying Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers uh, uh, collection. 
Uh, one of my favorite RPGs growing up. I played it countless times, um, and I'm really happy to see people uh, are able to enjoy this title that uh, for me is a classic game. So if you haven't gotten a chance to get your hands on it, try it out or uh, play Chrono Cross specifically, check it out. It's 20 bucks um, on all platforms, PlayStation, Switch, Xbox, I'm sure. So is this like a re-release with like remastered or something yep. like that? Okay. Yep, 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 yep. So uh, they took one of my favorite games and they updated the graphics a little bit, spruced it up, cleaned it up. And I'm really excited about that. But otherwise, I've just been Elden Ring. Um, oh yeah that's true with with your homies yeah with the with the homies and i uh i beat melania who i consider probably to be the hardest boss in the game and now i just don't have as much interest right <laughs> like i'm just like you know looking for other stuff to play right now and um that's not going well i have chrono cross but i've just played it so many times there's no there's no urgency for me yeah um i i bought it i want to support i want them to make sure that they know that there is a a market for these type of games from that era wait you bought it but you already have it well i i mean i have the i have the playstation one physical disc uh, right there okay, okay. but i bought it, it before on different platforms as they've re-released it last time i bought it was on ps3 that's so um, weird you keep on doing stuff like with like your uh your <clears throat> switch buying it and then getting rid of it and oh then my buying uh, it again. yeah my wii u your wii u yeah, yeah. my wii u is is literally a xenoblade chronicles x machine that's you all still that have it though right it. yes right okay i'm about to say i hope you didn't i didn't sell it i again. didn't sell it no I'm, I'm i think i'm done selling consoles and, and games and and stuff like that so uh but yeah that's all that's really been going on with me just working um but you know what babe let's 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 get into the warm-up let's get into the warm-up and for the warm-up today um we have some production updates for the Ironheart Show coming to uh, Disney Plus. Okay. Um, starring Dominique Thorne in a titular role as Riri Williams. So here's the here's the um, here's the update from Deadline. Marvel's Ironheart series continues to gain momentum as the studio has set Sam Bailey and Angela Barnes to direct for Disney+. Ironheart will star Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, a genius inventor and creator of the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. Deadline recently broke that Anthony Ramos is also joining the cast. Deadline has also learned that Ryan Coogler's production company, Proximity, has come on as producers. Nice. Coogler, Zenzi Coogler... Zev Ohanian and Chinaka Hodge will serve as executive producers alongside Marvel Studios' Kevin Feige, Luis Esposito, Victoria Alonso, Brad Winderbaum, and Zoe Nagault. Hodge recently was tapped as head writer on this series, which first was announced as being development during Disney's Investor Day earnings call uh, in December 2020. So pretty cool stuff this this show is coming together i know it's a show that we're both extremely excited about um and to warm us up i i, I wanted to ask you know get your opinion and, and share my opinion like how important could this show be to the culture from an mcu standpoint from you know what they what they could do for the people i mean i think it's going to be definitely pretty influential um, uh, uh, I think an underrepresented group of people being young black girls. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it could be as 
<laughs> unfortunately, as these things are pretty com- uh, controversial to some as well. Um, as far as it being um, beneficial uh, mm-hmm. in serving a, a group that, you know, is pretty much underserved as far as not having representation. I think it's definitely going to do a lot for little girls um, and specifically little black girls uh, in STEM or getting into STEM, yeah. which um, I, I feel like everything is aligning because like towards maybe the middle to end of last year and then well maybe maybe I'll say all last year and then going into this year I've seen a lot of things on social media um really hyping up and bringing more attention to women in general but specifically black women in STEM and trying to help you know women break through into uh, working in tech and stuff like that and getting those type of roles because yeah. you know there's there's room for us in those positions um so it just it just feels like kind of everything is aligning um and that this is going to be you know if we're talking about being on my whole woo shit um kind of aligning um as far as this being a new age um for a new demographic demographic of people that were you know um, largely untapped before getting into it and and it having that representation shows that like this is something that we can do and excel at um, and it'll I think it'll grab younger audiences to get into it sooner um, not that there's any time that you know that that you have to um, you should always stay learning and if it's something that you're interested in definitely get into it but yeah I'm I I'm I'm excited about that I'm excited about the impact it's gonna have um, positively negatively I think it's just gonna be again one of those things despite it being canon mm-hmm. um, there's gonna be people like oh why do they have to make everything black and these characters are just making them up to pander to a demographic and blah 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 and it's like I mean, girl, what do you think has been happening for for forever? All of your faves are created to pander to you. So, like, get over it, you know? Not only that, but I really do feel like, I mean, some of the most successful properties have been from the need to create and perpetuate characters that better represent us as a country as a society and it's not it's not that there isn't other things out there like we were talking recently about um the miss marvel trailer that came out with kamala khan kamala uh yeah kamala kamala khan and um and how and how influential that could be like a little brown girl from jersey uh to 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 use her words um and what, what it can do just to get people and to have that representation there was a huge movie out that everybody is so you know enamored with recently called Encanto and that was huge for just just the representation and what it does that was low-key shady because you're not as big a fan I, as everybody else I think you don't understand what the hype is I, no <laughs> I mean I, I it's it, it people like it I love it great you know I um, people it. It, it didn't hit as much for me, but that's not me saying that it was terrible. You know okay. what I mean? I'm, I might not have just been, you know, the the target audience. Or if I was, you know, I, every I'm not going to love everything, you know? Yeah. And, um, but either way, from a representation standpoint, from the voice cast to the, to the, you know, to the aesthetic, yeah. very important, very important. And it really paints a different picture when you see these kids, and they start to say, oh, I could be, I could really be a superhero. I mean, and I totally agree. My thing is like 
for sure there's going to be people who's who are going to say funnily enough oh i can't relate to this oh this is not something i went through and i'm just like man i'm growing pains hurt huh because that's what we've been saying for forever but it was just like ah this is a universal story it shouldn't matter so girl it's a universal story and it shouldn't matter so mm, taking that medicine is a little bitter but you know it is what it is and it's gonna keep on happening as it should Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you guys are just gonna get used to the taste like everybody else had to so and watch some frankly what i expect to be great television yeah and be entertained whether you know uh, i mean of course people are always going to be able to put their biases in front of good television which you know happens all the time but uh, you know, that's not that's not our problem to worry about. I'm really not worried. And honestly, I know how people feel about, you know, and they like to talk about being in echo chambers and stuff like that. But I'm gonna be honest, I think I'm on the right side of history in the echo chamber that I'm in. Um, I'm fine with it. I don't need to hear any other uh, anyone else's opinions and have dialogue with people who are opposed to um, diversity and you know different people being able to see themselves in different forms of media like not everything has to be marketed to you know middle america you know good old boy johnny and 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 janie uh from wisconsin you know yeah yeah, yeah. so you know i think it's no, really no shade no tea no tea no shade yeah no i mean <laughs> i think it's really exciting and um you know we'll be following production with interest because moving forward we'll now have riri we'll have kamala we'll have uh monica rambo Mm -hmm. you know and um you know we'll have sam wilson who's the new captain america we'll have you know hopefully more um black and and people of color heroes and and more representative of the you know the the gamut of of the makeup of this country. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Wakanda series that's supposed to be coming out. We haven't heard anything about that. I was checking today just in case, so I can have some type of updates. But uh, also, uh, Ryan Coogler's company is involved with that. I think that one's just a little bit further down the pipe, but it's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that he's on production for um for Ironheart. I think he's gonna do it justice. So I'm glad about that. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Well, uh, with that said, let's get into our first topic, Uh, which, you know, yesterday was a perfect day. I think we actually built the table, like we said, we got to binge a couple of things. Which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with? Well, let's start with what we started with, which would have been The Boys, Diabolical. We finally got around to it. Yes, it was on the list, and I now have it crossed off because we have watched it in its entirety. This now begins the spoiler alert for The Boys, Diabolical, at the time of 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Uh, And I'm going to write that down I'm about to say, you saying it now. Like, they, by the time they get here, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah i mean but i'll be you know i'll be at least able to put it in the in the you know the summary okay the description yeah okay. so you know uh but either way what'd you think the boys diabolical we were looking forward to this it was good it was entertaining it was weird there was one episode in particular that was mm. just like girl what the fuck but no i liked it i'm glad we watched it i liked um as you say that it was an anthology mm-hmm. so uh, pretty much not connected stories but in that same universe. kind of universe yeah. uh to a certain extent um but yeah i liked it and i liked how 
each episode was basically a different um a different animation style yeah i did enjoy that uh that you know kind of mixed it up a little bit i would say the first episode maybe to me was the weakest um that was the one with the where it has like the lab technician or the the scientist Mm -hmm. and they were basically like running experiments on the babies um to see you know which ones had their powers and being able to control the powers and they split them up into if they didn't I guess perform well who was going to get adopted and who was going to be destroyed yeah be killed basically Mm -hmm. I have three episodes that stand out to me okay um and ultimately I did really like it It was very it was very much the boys it was very much the tone of the boys uh bloody gory you know everything that you would come to expect I actually really enjoyed the first episode uh it was an episode where there was no dialogue um and it was very much kind of like this you know tiny tune adventures kind yeah. of thing um very much lighthearted looney musically tunes, yeah. looney tunes right and the um the doctor you know it was it was it was a it was a sweet episode i you mean know? sweet as much as like the boys people being be. right about saying people being eviscerated and shit and and lasered in half but that was one of my standouts i also really enjoyed the episode with billy butcher and huey featuring simon Pegg as i'm huey. your pusher that was episode three okay um and yeah when they when they isolated the drug dealer and got him to, to lace the soup drugs with mm-hmm. all types of shit that was a great episode um and the the last one that really stood out to me um and this isn't to say any other other ones didn't i'm just talking about my personal favorites was the um was the origin story of homelander okay so that was the last episode one plus one equals two yeah i really i really enjoyed that episode and i kind of they kind of starting to show like basically you know that homelander's been unhinged since yeah i think I, so I agree with you. I liked that episode um, just because it did show him as he was starting out as like, you know, the, the the naive new hero. But then you were still seeing like he's just so underdeveloped mentally as yeah. far as like emotional intelligence yeah. and like having common sense. But how could you expect anything else? Because he was raised in a lab um he's basically force-fed like whatever whoever's raising him like what morality is or lack thereof no interaction with other people besides the people who are experimenting on him or uh, basically torturing torturing, and abusing him um and then like just the the effects of that you can really see just how he does not understand how people will perceive his decisions that he makes when he's upset um, and has no sense of accountability or anything like that. Um, And at first it's almost, I don't want to say endearing or sweet, but like the naivete before you get into what that translates into given his, um superpowers yeah it's like okay this is homelander at the very beginning before he gets jaded and stuff like that and you can see when they all cheer for him like you know obviously he's never really gotten any sort of affection before so any sort of affection and on that that level he's just eating it up like he loves it he just wants to be loved but then you see like 
you see the chinks in like the armor in his mental state, yeah. which is like, although he's naive and the circumstances caused him to be this way, it's still like, you're bad. He's you inherently know? like, like he's, bad yeah. versus mad. Yeah. And it's like, he's both, he's both mad, like crazy, but also bad. And it's, it's almost, he develops into badness. It almost makes you feel like, you know, he's like a, a pitiful, not, 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 not like a tragic hero because he's definitely antagonistic in, in just about every sense, but just like, sadly, the antagonist like like is he is this nature or nurture for him and that's i think it's both and that's why he's both mad and bad he's he's crazy um but he's also bad and he develops badness um and that's why like i i feel like i could feel bad for him as a kid like have have sympathy or empathy for him as a kid and how they tortured him as a child but after that there's no there's no more I don't sympathize or empathize with him anymore besides what he had to go through as a child. And we see that black noir, like even from the beginning was like, Oh, he knew what was up. Yeah. Black noir was like, I look, I know how to survive. Right. <laughs> right. Black noir is playing chess. You know what I mean? He's just very much like, look, uh, you don't got to kill me. Look, we'll right. spin it this way. We're on the same yada, team, yada, boy. Yada, cool. Like, I really don't care what you do. Like I still get my money. Blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. It's going to be interesting at some point if Black Noir ever speaks. I don't know that he does. I'm not familiar with the comic or anything like that. But I, I would, I would love to hear what Black Noir and what he has to, to say. say. Yeah, I would love it. But and um, see who he is because that's another thing. Does he not speak because like his voice is easily identifiable? Yeah, maybe. And it's like, oh, that's who the fuck Black Noir was. Shit. Right. So I mean that would be I don't know y'all tell us because the boys as a comic is it finished? Yeah. Okay, so it's probably in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh probably. Um so I mean that that that'll be cool to uh check out. One of my other standouts I really thought was Boyd in 3D. Uh I feel like this episode was like longer. Um but it's the episode where the guy was on the app and he wanted to talk to this this his Oh yeah, they did the they uh the compound V as the um, yeah. facial cream. And yeah. this episode threw me for a loop and that, and you know why because at the end it's like okay, all of this stuff literally happened in an instant. And the, right, and in the a matter of like seconds in his head he to, was hallucinating. His his head basically blew up or some shit. Yeah, it the melted. Doctors end up putting too much compound V on there. He never left the initial consultation with them but in his mind he had extrapolated this entire you know how with some arbitrary period of time where him and this chick had you know this drawn out relationship and they had become famous and lost it all and uh it was it was a really good examination of getting power and fame and how that changes you right and the type of envy that these heroes um gather you know what i mean the type of adulation like he Mm -hmm. wanted to look like homelander he wanted to you know be built like homelander like these are people in this world who have like these actual like role models who we know are terrible role models like they're they're you know um they're killers they're murderers they're you know the worst of the worst but that was a really good episode for me i mean we can go down all the episodes they were all pretty Mm -hmm. good well 
So I think the ones that you said that were standouts were definitely standouts for me. Mm-hmm. Um, one that was a standout in a negative way was episode five BFFs, mm-hmm. yeah. which had um, uh, Aquafina as the voice actress Yo as the girl. main character. Um, he says it sarcastically, um, but it was just kind of gross because her BFF, like she took a vial of compound V, and the power that she got was being able to control shit. Poop. literal shit just disgusting and she's just like at the end hanging out with little turds right little sentient pieces of shit yeah in her room it was it the was most just, disturbing one it was I, super I, disgusting. I, I didn't i didn't enjoy like i enjoyed it for it being the boys and i guess that it made sense in the confines of this universe like okay compound v can do one of many things right yeah. but it was just it was just vulgar to me. And yes, and it was funny because they did it in a way where it was like it was very um very cart well, of course cartoonish, but I guess it was like more of a uh popish anime kind of aesthetic, kind of mm-hmm. giving you like um Spy Girls meets Powerpuff Girls, Code Magical Girl kind, kind of, of feel yeah. or whatever. And so like whenever she was able to make pieces of shit come alive uh the first one being one that fell out of her butt um they were like very cutesy like emoji like kind of cutesy or whatever um but all i kept on thinking is if this episode was like live action the boys it'd just be some weird ass girl in her room talking to shit yeah and it's just like some things Gross. can only work animated. Yeah. Some oh my god. Just should it never just be it was it was like this episode. It was, it was disturbing. It could have been seven episodes and I would be fine. We were literally sitting there watching it and like I was basically quiet. Like I had interjections here and there, but I just was like, I can't even I can't even talk crap. This is actively this the is... worst episode. Like as we're watching it. And you know, it wasn't off brand i mean i'm sure some people will look at this episode and be like oh yeah that that was like one of my favorite episodes to easter own. i mean i don't We're think from a standpoint of like opinion. the the animation or the story per se was it bad it just to us it was just disturbing and just like mm, gross you know i can take heads blown up i can take people getting eviscerated i can take people getting chopped in half and their you know their heads being split down the middle but I draw the line at talking shit, how, like literal speaking shit that speaks. How did you feel about the Nubia versus uh, Nubian episode with Aisha Tyler and um, Aisha Tyler and oh gosh, oh it's gonna piss me off that I'm I'm not thinking of his name right, Don Cheadle. Oh yes, that's right. I forgot Don Cheadle played him. Um, I liked it. Uh, that one gave me very much Boondocks feel as far as animation. Um, I I thought it was interesting, uh, but also I just was like, okay, I don't know. I I feel like I kind of could have done without that episode. Okay, it wasn't spectacular to me. Written by Aisha Tyler, and um, it yeah, it was. It was it was part of the course. I really did enjoy the um, animated short where soups are pissed off at their parents. 
Uh, oh, because yeah. that was in the style of Rick and Morty. It was actually written by one of the um, one of the creators of Rick and Morty. And yeah. You could tell that the that the animation style was basically Rick and Morty. Yeah, and- that was the um, <laughs> the second episode. And um, the guy from Rick and Morty that be doing the voices, he, uh, you know, he did his signature. Someone does a monologue and it kind of goes off the rails because it's yeah. uh, obviously um, like impromptu. And your boy, um, uh, Christian Slater. Oh, my God. As soon as he started narrating, I was like, oh, you were Christian like- Slater. He creeps me out. He creeps me He's out so like much. Really snaky guy. Like- like, voice, like i think you know what it was it was over bag. for me from um the heathers and i watched that movie at like a young age um when he was in it being like the weird ass kid that like you know wanted to blow up the school and shit and just like definitely school shooter vibes like ever since the heathers i just can i can't see him in any other light just mm. very and the cadence of his voice like I'm just like, this is a creeper. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, he's going to murder m- many people. Yeah. And that's all I hear whenever I hear Christian Slater. Think- I'm sorry. I know. I guess you're a great actor. I know you're a great actor. You, you've had a long career, so great for you. Just, you, you, I'm sorry. It creeps me out. I think that's why he was approached most likely for oh, Yeah, that. definitely. Because he ha- he's definitely has that, like, like I don't know. I'm sure like he's typecast. Prime douchebag aesthetic vocally, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, very kind of nasally. Yeah, um, but I did enjoy the episode, and it'll be interesting in, to me because these anthology series are becoming more. Uh, there's more of them, right? We have Star Wars Visions, we have Marvel's What If, we have Boys Diabolical now, uh, and I'm probably forgetting something, but Invincible. Is there an anthology series for Oh, no. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Um, but yeah, so one of the cool things is that, you know, we may see some of these stories or characters or, or things like that maybe pop up in some of the main stuff. Yeah. Um, a la what's going on with the Marvel Universe right now, which, you know, we don't really talk about movies too much on this podcast. So we'll leave it there. But check out life with my wife because we will be seeing multiverse of madness on may 6th yes very excited spoiler cast should we have guests um i don't know we'll we'll think about it then either way we'll think about it at that time but uh so babe overall how do you feel about the boys diabolical what would you give it what would you score it out of what well, we're doing 10. We're just okay. keeping it simple now. These days. Um, like I said, I was really entertained. I definitely, uh, I pretty much liked all of the uh, animation styles that they used. Yeah. Um, I would give it, I don't know, I'm always conservative. I would give it like an 8 out of 10 as a whole. I was thinking 8.5. I think I think that, you know, for an 8 episode anthology one episode being very, in my opinion, overall weak, but all the other mm. ones having at least a baseline of quality and um, insight into the world, characters, uh, backstory, character building. Uh, I thought I thought it's a definitely a worthy anthology. Like I said, I only I only wouldn't care to watch one episode again. And, yeah. And um, the other ones, you know, if if I felt like watching the boys diabolical, I would definitely watch the other ones. I'm I'm, I'm around eight point five. It was good. It was good. And it was a quick watch. I think we watched it on like 
a couple hours. Yeah. I you know, I like I said, I really I I, I appreciated it. It was easy to power through because uh, the the episodes weren't really that long. They were like what, 20, 30 minutes anyways? Not even. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I think the longest one might have been the Boyd in three D. Uh, I feel like I I feel like that was the longest one. Maybe that was like 18, 20 minutes. Okay. Um, I think we will maybe skip around uh, in the topics and go to what we have listed as our last because I think we should just talk about it. Uh, Moon Knight. So the first two episodes are out. Yes, 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 yes. Um. And we don't do a weekly show, so we, we're, you know, we try to break stuff down as they come. There's going to be a new episode this week, so we're going to be back to talk about whatever. Yeah, didn't we talk out. about Lovecraft on here, or did we talk about that on uh, Blurred Life with My that Wife? Was Blurred Life with My Wife. Okay, yeah. well, you guys should be listening to us over there. Yeah. So we're we're gonna do it very similarly to how we did Blurred Life with My Wife. Um because there would be times where we just talked about one episode and other times we talked about multiple um we're basically just going to do them as you know yeah, we're feasibly saying. able to given the constraints of you know when we when we record here yeah so um so episode one and yeah. two what's your let we'll, we'll break down each episode but I mean, what's like your everything overall else like loki so mandalorian how we've done everything yeah. um so so far i I am liking it more than I thought I would, mm. to be honest. Just because I didn't really know anything about Moon Knight, so it was a little bit hard to get excited. Right. Really, the only thing that excited me and drew me to it, of course, Zaddy. was yeah. yeah, was was Zaddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Oscar Isaac. Yeah. But it's funny because the the most that we see of him, um. He's basically like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Um, so Stephen Grant is not the uh, smooth, debonair, suave uh, <laughs> zaddy that we're used to. But that is very much by design. I am yeah. very much enjoying it so far. The first two episodes. So I knew that this would be six episodes, right? So essentially we're looking at what? um, A six-hour movie, right? Yeah. Or... You know, I love this. I love the way that they're doing it. I love the way that they're allowing the 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 characters and the plot time to breathe and and evolve and and feel. Uh, and and this is something that I felt about Captain America and and Loki. Wanda and Vision. Wanda Vision was a bit different because they were a little bit more short form episodes. They were like thirty minutes, twenty eight minutes. Uh, so for me, that one, you know, they were going for a little bit more of like a sitcom-y type of vibe. And Moon Knight is like, you know, something that it's would more be on cinematic. HBO. Yeah, like it's 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 much more cinematic. I really enjoyed the... Can we talk about the episode specifically? Yeah. Okay. So I really enjoyed the, the tone of the, of the first episode. And I like what they're doing as far as the... Um, them delving into his psychosis mm -hmm. and how it affects him, what that looks like. Now, of course, we've seen characters in cinema with um, DID or dissociative identity disorder or 
multiple personalities and things like that and how they can kind of like talk to each other and talk to uh in this sense Stephen Grant and there's a bit of a horror like a psychological horror kind of tone and vibe going and I'm really feeling that because of the performance of Oscar Isaac and how he's so yeah definitely able to per, uh, perform and and display these different tonalities and seeing him look at the cameras and just looking at his movements and his, his, his aura, his gait, his walk, his, you know, his presence and it being completely different as Mark Spector. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, ultimately getting to episode two and, uh, Stephen Grant, like, no, I'm not letting you out. But he's in a hairy situation and his wife is like, yo, summon the suit, summon the suit. And he superhero lands into the suit, like a, the literal suit, which is uh, a different personality from the comics that they're making a different kind of um, kind of play on. Yeah. But I thought this, I, I, I really enjoy the writing here. I really enjoy, you know, I really enjoy the performance of Stephen Grant. Because this isn't the type of character that we're used to watching Oscar Isaac play. I don't feel like I've seen Oscar Isaac like this. Yeah. And uh, overall, you know, first two episodes, I'm definitely in. Yeah. I'm loving it. I would say I really enjoy, I think, how it's going to progress and how they're going to get into the personalities. I definitely like how they, um, they introduced us to Steven and he's like this kind of guileless simple man i wouldn't call him simple-minded because he's he's very very into right he's well i would say he's like very um intellectually smart but not like the common sense isn't there um so he's like really into egyptian mythology Mm. he's learning how to read hieroglyphics you know uh seems he has a mastery of you know probably multiple languages um very into literature um as we find out um when he just just by watching him but Mm -hmm. then also in the second episode when he meets his quote his wife essentially um and they're talking about you know, she's looking through his apartment when she finally gets to go there because uh, she's wondering, yo, where have you been, Mark? Uh, and he's trying to, you know, let her know I'm not Mark, I'm Steven. And, you know, she's looking at him like he's effectively crazy. But she's looking at all of his books and she picks up one book and they basically recite a passage or a poem, uh, I, I believe in French. Mm-hmm. Uh so and he's like oh that's my favorite uh poet and she's like no stop like stop basically uh stop taking the piss yeah that's my favorite so it but all of that stuff um i i say to say it makes me feel interested in how they're going to develop this it it's he has pieced together basically this personality based off of i guess need to get into the museum because he needed to get there to, I guess, get the stuff that he needed or be in the right place to get the stuff that he needed um, as the avatar of um, Khonshu. Khonshu, yeah, the the moon god. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, taking inspiration and taking aspects from like his wife and the stuff that she knows. Um, so I would, I, I am looking forward to seeing 
how mentally it's going to affect him when he realizes that he is not the main personality and that he was essentially created by Mark. And then having kind of that existential conversation about like, if I feel that I am sentient and I have these memories and I feel real, am I real? Is like, is this consciousness real or am I just a figment of imagination? And if that's the case, then is this still the main person having an existential crisis or like, what do you do when you just appear and you are, you know, do you actually have an identity? Can you be your own person? You know, I'm, I'm interested I'm interested in that conversation. I'm always interested in conversations like that about who, what makes you, you, and, you know, depending on your memories, like, for example, like with Alter Carbon, um, and a couple of other things that we've seen where we're talking about people being reincarnated or having a stack or backing mm-hmm, yourself mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. like, are you, you, or has, has yourself died after the copy? which to me, I've always stood on. Yes. If this is a stack and it's a backup or it's a copy and you die, but you are, you know, brought back up or spun back up from your stack. That's the copy. That's not you, which they had existential crises behind that. When yeah. you have multiple copies multiple of a stack, stacks, which is illegal yeah. to do um, in alter carbon, which I believe we talked about on blurred, blurred watch life, which blurred, blurred life with my wife. What? Yeah. I'm my brain, but blurred life with my wife. Everything so just, go, go listen to that. We talk about shit like that, but yeah, those are the conversations and the things that really intrigue me um, just because of my, um, uh, my little idiosyncrasy, idiosyncrasies, idiosyncrasies, sure. yes, idiosyncrasies, and the things that I'm interested in uh, about being being yourself and what is yourself and what equals you. What is your soul? What is your personality? Yep. Um, what happens to you when you die? Like those things kind of plague me. Uh, uh. <laughs> and so when literature or movies or shows kind of um, explore you know, what is it to be yourself? And, you know, if you have another personality or something else happens where your personality might split or you're backing yourself up or whatever, is that you? And would you be okay or feel okay saying, if I die, I will live on, even though that original you is dead. You're not, you're that part, that you is not experiencing it. It's, it's essentially somebody else experience. So I can go on and on, but that that is the part that's actually the most interesting to me. I like the action. I think Ethan Hawk. It's Ethan Hawk, right? Yeah. Ethan Hawk. He's another actor that I have awkward feelings about that are like more so on the negative side. I don't know. There's something just about his face where I'm just like, oh, you're also kind of like diabolical looking, which is fitting that he is the antagonist. Yeah. Um, in this story um, but I feel like he's doing a great job he um, I'm seeing his age in his face um, and he's a weird ass he's a weird ass dude in the show but like definitely purposefully so um, with like the self-flagellation and putting 
uh, by putting glass in his shoes to yeah. walk around it. There was stuff that I was like, mm, this seems incongruous. Cause like, if you're stepping on glass all day and you're wearing these, you know, I'm, I'm the uncle at the barbecue shoes, uh, and sandals. Yeah, yeah. The, the the closed toed sandals. I feel like blood should be pouring out of your sandals. I um, mean, his feet is probably just so calloused by now. No. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Make sure y'all go. Them Jones should be infected AF. Make sure y'all go and follow the link tree link in the description to our, our other podcast blurred life with my wife and click on the episode called no one ever really dies where Courtney and I go in depth into the philosophical ramifications of such that she's talking about right now. And that's also something that's really impressive and amazing to me when you think about it, <clears throat> because we've had these conversations and this show likens, it, I, I liken it to a movie called a beautiful mind. Um, starring your boy Russell Crowe, not said oh, sarcastically, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> because Russell Crowe is 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 you know he's an amazing actor. But in a beautiful mind, it was that type of idea, and it's probably what I'm basing a lot of the interplay between Mark Spector and Stephen Grant. That's probably the baseline that I'm that I'm like. But in see, my it's mind. a little bit different though, it right? Is. Because we're talking about him, his mind being fractured as far as like split right well almost well yeah like split but maybe not as um fleshed out yet or yeah. they have not gotten to know each other yet because in split all of the personalities know each other they talk to each other um they switch out are you talking you about know. the m night Shyamalan film? yeah okay. isn't it called split yeah okay yeah where they all know each other they talk to each other and they have different roles um whereas in this movie, yeah. uh they have not um they're just getting to know each other um and as far as we know now there's just the two so we don't know about anybody else but as far as we know now it's just the two but i feel like in a beautiful mind it wasn't his personality that was split he was well, I guess you could still say it was personality, maybe, but he wasn't thinking as these other people as himself. He was seeing no, they were other, people. yeah, other people. But and and that's and that's why this is such a spectrum, right? Like I don't I don't want to speak incorrectly at anyone who you know has the ID or 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 multiple personalities or anything like. That. I am nowhere near qualified, but I think it's fascinating to see these different examples whether we're talking about beautiful mind whether we're talking about moon Knight, whether we're talking about split of how the the human mind mm-hmm. works yeah, and cause... or doesn't work yeah in a in, in in a way and it's really just impressive to me to see these different takes because it's honestly not something that you see on film quite often i do think it's probably more difficult to pull off i haven't seen anyone who wasn't an outstanding actor pull off a role such as this so far and i think oscar isaac is doing a great job we already Mm -hmm. knew he was a great actor yeah i know um just kind of touch on i think some people had some issue with um his accent yeah um but apparently from everything i saw they were like it's supposed to be bad yeah so it's 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 mark specter's idea of what you know the accent is supposed to sound like yeah like to your point it seems as though so far in the first two episodes, Mark Spector created this persona 
in order to get access to this museum where he would be able to get the scarab. Yeah. I always find it weird, though, also, like, I don't know, because I, I trust the people that say that it's supposed to be bad. But then I'm like, but everybody around him says nothing about it. Nope. He, like he's, he's living in, in right yeah and no one says anything about his bad accent like to say like hey uh steven we've all wondered why you insist upon doing a horrible british accent like we're all pretty annoyed and like we think it's rude so it seems to be like maybe they're ignoring that just Oscar isaac can't do a really good british accent and we're just saying everyone believe that he's actually doing one i I don't know and and it's i guess for me not being as well versed in like the british dialect as someone like yourself i mean his wife did bring it up she said what's up with this accent well and, and and you know for me it just sounds like a little bit of a like broken colloquialism kind of accent like you said like a like like kind of like a cockney accent i guess or like a i mean lower... i guess it's approximation of of yeah of i mean for me it works fine to for that character he's not sure of himself he's very much he's lonely you know what i mean and i i, I feel for him he keeps trying to call his mom and she never answers or he's always constantly leaving a message for her or something like that and it's just unfortunate and uh you know i I think he's playing i think he's playing stephen grant really well and i just you know i really i'm really just you know interested in seeing how that character you know um, i think they're gonna find with the mom thing um the number that uh mark specter set up is probably a number that just going to a voicemail that nobody has access to and he's just leaving all these voicemails for his mom that like exists but doesn't exist because based off of what his wife was saying like she was like oh you're talking to your mom again uh thinking of like mark specter's mom right but i'm guessing they're on the outs or whatever but yeah i um i like how it's developing i like how it's starting to develop in the second episode where we're getting more of the motivations on why he's doing the things that he's doing um why he's trying to push his wife away because it looks like um Conchu already has his eyes set on the wife as his next avatar um and i think really it's showing how Kanchu is kind of the architect of his own issues because the main antagonist was used to be one of his avatars yeah and, and i guess got discarded or became jaded whatever so yeah it's interesting right because <clears throat> Kanchu is like even in the series is is described as like um selfish and mm-hmm. you know just kind of like, like all a the bad other guy. all the other quote-unquote gods don't like him right they don't respect him they say he's like out of all of them the most um i guess the most childish um doesn't have any sort of self-restraint uh moral compass is kind of yes yeah, like he's muck. like impulsive like they like you said they don't respect him so i mean you know it's it's interesting because one of the comparisons that i um that i have heard and i don't know if this was from jeremy johns or not but i heard it somewhere but Contra kind of talks to him like venom talks to eddie 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think um I think it's funny the way that um Oh my god, what's it what's his name? Um the the priest guy, his actor. Oh my god, oh, Ethan, Ethan Hawk. Um I think it's fun Oh my god, my brain. I think it's funny how Ethan Hawk's character is talking about how the other gods like perceive him and you know, I guess saying that he's like ineffectual and things like that. I find that interesting um, specifically because I guess they're saying their issue with him is that he only fights evil or gets involved after the harm has been done. Um, And then the goddess that he's, you know, the new avatar for, she's looking to stop um evil doing before it happens you know kind of uh a la uh minority report yeah um pre you know pre-crime yeah. or whatever like psychopaths um, right like psychopaths as well yes yes yes, yes. yes. where they're yes. basically a boy well, in psychopaths it's more so they're they're judging um people's state. capacity for doing crimes and then monitoring yes people's mental state to see where they are um and if they can be rehabilitated and basically how clear your aura is also determines like what your position in society is um and then you're like seen as a criminal like a real life criminal if you're like basically your aura goes to the state where it's like beyond repair Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. even if you haven't committed a crime it's like you're you're like right there so we're putting you away before you do yeah 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 yeah. so bringing up those those themes and those questions as well um but it's just like how are you judging people and and steven brought up a good point he was being sarcastic and it was it was really funny where he was like yeah i draw the line at child murder he's like so if a kid has the capacity at some point in the future to commit a crime you're gonna kill the kid yeah he's like that that's that's evil like you know like he sees that as like you know despite whatever the kid may do they're a child well yeah and they haven't done anything yet right so um it, it it brings up those conversations but i i thought it was funny because it's like i mean conchu's main purpose is to punish people who do evil and that they're making the distinction that like oh well he's doing it too late it's like everybody else in the world that's how they take care of people who do bad things and it's like oh conchu's so bad for doing it as well and i don't know i just found it yeah. interesting there's definitely um some things to learn about the I guess, lack of a better term, court of gods in the MCU. And, you know, the way that the second episode ended with, you know, Mark Spector taking over and, and, and waking up in Egypt, I'm really mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see where that goes, um, see where we're going. We've completed the first third. Uh, so I would, I would consider that the first movie. Okay, so the first act, right? Yeah, and because um, there's six, there's six episodes. So I mean, we're getting into the meat and potatoes, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see it quickly from from here on now, quickly ramping up into as you said, the meat and potatoes of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to them talking about like, 
wherever Stephen is, as far as the mind, um, if he gets to know any other personalities and he finds out that he is not the original personality. Yeah. I and what that's going to do to him. It's like, like waking up and finding out that you are not real. Like you are, you are the product of someone's psychosis. Right. And you know, what's funny. I think we're also seeing to a certain extent, and maybe it's narcissism. Is is it a form of narcissism? But compassion from Mark, even a little bit, because Mark's not saying, hey, like legitimately I was here first, dude. Um, and I created you and you're not real. Um, which I don't I don't really understand. Especially if you if you want him to stop uh popping up and interfering with your you know what you need to do you could probably send him into a catatonic state if you said that and then I mean, you could just be like that, now but, i but that's I what's so compelling because does mark still need him you know like yeah i feel like there has to be a reason that mark hasn't just like wrestled control back and was just like all right your your purpose is done now i'm done with you because even Kanshu doesn't respect stephen grant i know when he first when he first woke up he was like oh it's the idiot right Right. So, you know, this this is compelling. It's it's definitely compelling. And Disney has been great with this. Um, it's definitely faring better as far as our optimism than um uh Hawkeye. Oh yeah, Hawkeye <laughs> was trash. Hawkeye oh was trash. God. Oh no. God. Um I felt like Hawkeye was there, John, and they they, they they took a they took a they took they took a sabbatical. They took a rotation off. They were just, just like, we need a nap. Yeah, so. no, we 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 need to. We anybody want to work out their writing chops? You Disney, got free reign. Disney was like, um, yeah, we need something for the holidays, and they were just like, oh, I mean, Hawkeye's a family man. Yeah, holidays, yeah. kids well, love uh, it, Christmas. Put it during Christmas, and people will slop it up like gravy on turkey, and it's just it was just terrible. It people just, will do what with it? Slop it up like gravy Sop on turkey. Slop it up. I said what I said. I said what I said. (laughs) Anyway, y'all, that um, thus concludes our Moon Knight coverage. And um, I think we have one and a half more topics. Yes. So the next one that we watched that was really good um, was The Legend of Vox Machina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This was... 12 this episodes was, it was a show that's like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes a was it really people okay a couple of people told me you know check it out check it out check it out it didn't make our list uh from last episode of which we will review and go over and 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 try to make some commitments of which we have reached one of our commitments from the list from last episode so we watched the boys mm-hmm. but Legend of Vox Machina, um, babe, give them a give them a summary if they've never heard. I mean, so essentially, it is um, like a fantasy show. We're coming in basically. Um, you think that they're just almost giving you like Lord of the Rings vibes, where they have this like fellowship that's on this um, on this cliff, and they're fighting this big bad, and they're like, you know, basically the Gandalf looking character is basically saying, you shall not pass, and then they are all vaporized, and it's like, yo, what the fuck? 
Um, so come to find out, um, you know, this kingdom is being terrorized by some monster that they don't know what it is. And they're trying to find um, a band of merry men to come together and, and defeat this monster. But they've pretty much gone through everybody and they've all been killed. Uh, and then, you know, we as they're talking about this and trying to find someone, then we skirt. We go to the local pub and we've got the group Vox Machina and they're in there getting drunk. And uh, one of the guys, he's um, he's he's out, you know having a good old adult time with a young lady. This is an adult uh, show, yo. It is. Scanlan, uh, who is a, what is he, a gnome or a dwarf or something I, like that? I, I think they said gnome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but essentially, so it's, it, the show is following them as they, uh, it's pretty much two big adventures or plot lines um, that semi-connect. Oh, I mean, kind of connect. There's a thread between them. Um, and it's funny and it's full of violence and crass humor and some of it is stupid, but it's all very entertaining. Uh, and when we get into the second act of, so like the second plot line, um, within the first season, um, it gets, it was already kind of real in the first one where basically they were, uh, trying, the monster ends up being a dragon, um, and his identity there's a twist for that Mm -hmm. but um in the second part we're basically going into and i think that they're going to start doing this for each one of the characters was within the within the group uh they're going into the backstory um and resolving some trauma that essentially i believe or or will show led you know different group members into the group Mm -hmm. or away from their homeland um we see that with one of um one of the uh one of the members um what was his name which one is he not vax vax is one of the percival percival Percival. that's right so percy percy dorello so we basically get into his tragic backstory and then resolving what is going on with his hometown essentially which is uh which has been i want to say under attack yes taken over by a evil force yeah, so I mean, this isn't necessarily a spoiler talk for the legend of Vox Machina, but I mean, what what was your overall feeling? I mean, like you said, babe, we have this fantasy setting. This is kind of like the boys of of Dungeon and Dragons for me. Um, however, I don't esteem it as highly as the boys, but really? I feel like I liked it better. I this this didn't really hit for me. Um, you liked it better than the boys, like just the show or the boys diabolical. No, what the the comparison I'm making is that what the boys do for the superhero genre mm-hmm. is what I feel like Legend of Vox Machina is trying to do for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's trying to take it, you know, adultify it. Um, you know cool it up or or you know but just make it a lot more gritty and it's fine in the premise and maybe i could be reading that wrong but that's kind of what it is for me um um this would not be 100 percent on rotten tomatoes if i was running the rotten tomatoes scale it was fine it was fine it was 
you know, the the characters, Percy was cool as shit. I, I mean, we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Then we got the twins, the elves, um, or the half elves. Then we got the two gnomes. Then we got the 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 um half giant boy, which is fine. Yeah, the Grog. characters were fine. Um, I thought Scanlan was probably my favorite character, but he became kind of I'm not gonna say one note, but I there there's there's compelling things here. I want to watch season two. Yeah. I want to watch this show grow. I want to watch these characters grow. I want to learn more about them. But this wasn't like a slam dunk of a season one for me. Hmm. It was enjoyable. I um I guess I esteem it higher than you then. I was yeah. really entertained. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, the parts that were funny were funny to me. The parts that were heartfelt were heartful to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, I liked the silliness of it as well. I liked the crassness of it um at times. Um, I, I don't know. I really, I really, really liked it. And I am uh, really looking forward to it. You know, to be honest, as far as the storytelling and what we got from it, I actually, um, like this better than that other show we were watching that was, uh, that was fantasy like on, uh, Oh, Wheel of Time. Yeah. Wheel of Time. I like this better than that. To be honest, I I, I probably agree with that. There's a lot of stuff Wheel of Time was trying to accomplish. And I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that um, Vox Machina was trying to accomplish as well. I mean, but I think that the tone of Vox Machina would lead me to to say that it was a more enjoyable show for sure. But I feel like Wheel of Time had much more interesting lore, much more interesting universe uh, much more interesting supposed end game, um, and I, I think the characters were were, were uh, more interesting. If I had to compare the two shows, which you know the only really you know sharing thread is that they're fantasy based, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean this, you know, it just it it didn't hit for me as much as I was hoping it to, and it's probably because I went in with some type of expectation because it had been recommended to me. Um, and I didn't see that it was 100% Rotten Tomatoes until I started doing research for this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, well, damn, people really like this, John. I, I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's an eight, you know, it's, 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 which is a great score. Like I said, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm probably one of those people who will end up enjoying the second season much more than the first. Which is, you know, the best, the best that I can say about it. We're not spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, it it was fine. But also, maybe I am just getting a little bit. You know what I think it is? I think it was maybe for you too compressed. Because we did go through two pretty big plot points and only 12 episodes. But I think they probably did that because maybe they weren't sure whether or not they were going to get more seasons. So it's like, let's get this out here. So I agree I agree that perhaps it could have been better, but I did like it a lot. And I'm not surprised for me. I'm not surprised about the hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know, I feel like now that they have more time to flesh out other things, I think it's going to be even better. I do kind of without having it miss or, or, or wish that they were able to flesh out more and maybe longer 
um, instead of like half of the season, like the whole season, what was going on with Percy and the demon that he was, uh, spoilers, uh, Mm -hmm. the demon that he was possessed by and seeing more of when he when when he starts getting taken over by the black smoke and putting on his basically it's like a um a plague doctor's mask right one of those with the like what's kind of like the coned beak or whatever Mm -hmm. um just seeing more because i like that i I mean but you know me i like unhinged and you know semi-evil whatever i liked when he got in his bag like that and and he he nothing would get in the way of him hunting down his prey he played it beautifully my my problem is that this is a fantasy series right so one of the main things that i felt like was missing here is the actual lore maybe if they did have more episodes to kind of go more Mm -hmm. in depth into the magic systems or the, the the lore of the different types of people you got your elves you got your giants you got your gnomes you know what i think that you're constantly comparing things like this to this is like the adult version of uh the dragon prince and i think they set it up a little bit better in the dragon prince i think a lot of things in this vein you uh you compare you compare it to um honestly i wasn't thinking about the dragon prince until you just said it but now that you said it um i know your mind no the only the only thing that this show does better from us from a first season standpoint than the dragon prince is the animation because the first season of dragon prince animation was like it, it, it was it wasn't even 30 frames like for whatever reason and it's disjointing for some people and some people haven't been able to get into the show for this reason because the actual animation you know they i don't think that they had the budget uh, to really, you know, smooth it out the way that they could have. Season two is a market improvement, but from a world building perspective, from a, you know, lore perspective, I think the Dragon Prince did hit those right things to say, like, hey, that's what number I'm one. Here is here is the world. Here is the lore. Here is the magic system. Here is what everything is based off of, right? And Vox Machina just kind of drops you in media ray and just is just like, hey, here are our merry band of 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 folks and you know, here's the kingdom and that they're that they're trying to save and you know, they're mercenaries and they want to get money and yada yada yada. And I just didn't have that base. There's so many things that I don't understand, so I can't really appreciate it probably the way that people who maybe already have this information because it's based on D and D. But one of the cool things about Arcane, which, you know, this show will lose in any comparison to Arcane for me. But (laughs) one of the cool things about Arcane is if you'd never picked up League of Legends, you didn't need to. There was nothing missing from Arcane from from a story perspective, lore. They gone. They went through everything that they did in season one. Vox Machina, I just feel like they expect you to know things and, and they don't do a good job of explaining what it is or why it's important. Like we were talking during our watch through of the different deities that the two gnomes, um, you know, use for magic. And one of the gnomes played by Ashley Johnson went to the temple and she prayed to it. And she was trying to reestablish her connection with it at the Everlight, as she called it. But there was never an explanation of, you know, uh, is she gifted to channel this power or, you know, can anybody like it, it, I don't know. For me, from a fantasy perspective, you know, I'm, the 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 show has swag. You know what I mean? It was it was very 
up to date. It was very hip. You know what I mean? It was very cool. Like I said, Scanlan was very cool. <clears throat> I like the characters, but there's just something missing from a world building perspective that, that keeps me from being completely invested in their actions within this world and what that means. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, for me, it's a very closed off or, or isolated situation because I don't, I don't know what other countries are around. I don't know, you know, the, the, the political landscape. I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Like they had this thing where they had this, this, this party or whatever. And all these dignitaries from all these different places were coming. We didn't get a map. We didn't get a like, Oh, and these people rule this place. And yeah, nothing. So, I mean, what, what Lord do I have? Like, why do I give a fuck? And that's kind of where I was at. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Uh, for me, my, uh, my thought process really is, well, well, one, you know, I enjoyed it and I, I think, you know, um, Clearly, I enjoyed it more than yeah. than you. But also, I think now that it's done, and I'm guessing they probably got renewed for a second season. Yeah, they did. Um, from there, they're going to be able to more so flesh out everything. Because now we've got, you know, we got a little bit of taste of, um, you know, how Pike... Uh, had her had her issues with you know the everlight and and tapping back into that i think we're gonna go more so into like i said for each character i think we're going to go into the backstory uh for them and then kind of combining into one the twins um because we got a little glimpse or they talked a little bit about um you know them leaving home because a dragon basically killed their mother uh and then a little bit they were talking about um like not having a good relationship with their father and not going back home, I guess essentially because he was still there. So I think that's what we're going to see in the next coming seasons. I'm hoping that it's more so going around one of, or in the case of the twins, two of, uh, we'll just say one going around one of the characters for the whole season. But I think probably not it's probably more so going to be kind of the same, like two, two plot lines per season. And at this point, they're just going to make it be two of the characters backstories. Yeah. Like what happened to them before <clears throat> informing what's happening now uh, and being able to see, you know, uh, flashbacks and stuff like that. Um, I hope that, it will be longer. I hope the seasons will be longer. I hope we get more so like some animes where it's at least 20 to 25 ish episodes. I think that's, I think that's a strong amount where you get enough of the story, but it's not too long. Like the season's not too long. But see, I I don't even think that they need more episodes for a season because the way that this season ended, or longer because the episodes were only what like 20 something minutes yeah they, they were like you know saturday morning cartoon type of length which is fine you could have ended the season off a bit earlier in that arc i feel like but been more going into each episode spending a bit more time and giving us more detail uh i would have been fine with this with that season ending like right after the 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 dignitaries ball or something i think i would have liked like 24 episodes like let's say just double it especially with the time period because it reminds me of like um 
the amount of time for jobless reincarnation because yeah. that was what, like 20 some odd episodes yeah. we watched it over two or three days like what i'm saying but it gives you time to develop your characters and even if you need to go through what two or three because what in in reincarnation uh jobless reincarnation we went through three four different plot lines kind of like or different adventures and it didn't feel like too much or too rushed uh usually they were over the course of like two or three episodes after they took the time to um took the time to develop like who he was before who he is now growing up and developing his powers and stuff like that literally uh, literally talking about the magic system in this new world Mm -hmm. like um i think it's it's too late of course for the first season in this one but i think it would be cool uh going forward if if we keep the same amount of time because that way you don't get tired and you don't get exhausted yeah, when yeah. you're watching the episodes like i think that's a good length but just double the episodes okay uh i i will be <clears throat> i will be happy if we come back for season two and they choose to take their time and establish the world that's that's what I'm i really think it's only for. gonna get better yeah, and, and and that's what I said. I mean, I'm I'm probably one of those people who will enjoy season two much more because the proof of concept is done. The first ten episodes were raised by Kickstarter for this show. Oh, okay. Right. So Amazon was like, "We believe in you. We'll give you an extra two to do what you want to do or do what you need to do." Great. They've already been picked up for season two, so the money is there. It's coming in. So now I feel like they have an opportunity to do what I feel like has been missing, whether they do it in 12 episodes, 24, 26, whatever that may be. Tell me about the world. Tell me about tell me to tell me about the interplay between these factions. Give me the fantasy, because to this point, it's been far, far too much character focus. And it's been only on a few characters. And you want me to care about everyone. And for me, I just didn't have that connected the the connective tissue wasn't there for me um but also like you said i could have been you know um comparing it with other fantasy things and in the back of my mind and um but i I think that's that's the risk that you take when you go into a genre such as this and it's very hard to be different right so i'm not going to take anything away from like i said i don't feel like it was bad I just, I just feel like there's, there's more that I need in order well, to really enjoy it as know, much as I could. Not everybody can be a part of the bad bitch genre. It's a genre, so. Is that TikTok? <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think what we both can agree that it, it was a good debut, and we are looking forward to more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um <laughs> the next would be human resources we only watched out one episode, one episode and they yeah. um I'm, I'm willing to go back in to look at more but the end of the episode uh it it ruined it for marshall because essentially we got full head-on uh baby tearing through a woman's vagina in yeah I don't, I, I, I don't i don't have any children yet and i i just I, so human resources the show that is a offshoot or a spinoff of oh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth on Netflix from the same folks. Uh, you got um, Nick Crow. Nick Crow. I was about to say Mark Duplass for some reason. They've worked together in the uh, past. Okay. But, 
Uh, you got Nick Kroll. You got A.D. Bryant, who's on the show, whom I love. Uh-huh. She's actually one of the main characters. She's yeah. a love bug. Yeah. Uh, who's, um, who's a fuck up. You got Kiki Palmer. Mm-hmm. Maya Rudolph Maya is back. Maya Rudolph is back. And Nick Kroll still plays. Yep. Like as a, both a, a of them as hormone monsters. A rack of monsters. Yeah. But for me, just, I mean, it's the first episode. And I think what's missing with human resources for me was the kids. The kids really endeared me to this world and really kind of give me a sense of like i remember this time in my life where everything was just going crazy well so and i think that's the problem because we haven't got into it so of course it's not going to be the kids but we're going to see it more from the human aspect of the people that are being uh, managed by their hormones or their whatever their monsters are, their love bugs, their their hate worms, whatever. Is David Tennant the anxiety wizard? Isn't this no, he's not. One? It's not David Tennant. It's the guy who plays Professor Lupin. Ah, uh, uh, David Thules. I guess. I don't know. The, 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 I think that's his name. Find out for me. Okay. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I was just, I was just like, you know, here we are again. I don't know that if the humor is starting to wear thin on me though. That's what I'm worried about, and we definitely have to continue the season. Yeah, you're right, David Thulis. Thulis. Yeah. yeah. Um, continue the season, but that night I was just done. I was just like, all right, um, I'm, I'm going to lay down. Too much. Oh, he's in an avatar. He's going to be in Avatar two and Avatar three and Avatar the Tolkien Tolkien writer. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> cool. Just randomly, when I was looking at it, it was like the first three things in his uh, upcoming movies. Nice. Well, how did you feel about uh, Human Resources, babe? Um, the first episode, I. I mean, I liked it. I was entertained. It definitely didn't give, you know, the same. It wasn't giving the same way that um, uh, the Big Mouth was. But, you know, uh, I'm excited to see more. I, I think there'll be some good laughs in it. So we just got to get back into it. I think we I think we are past um, the, the worst of it. Knock on wood. Yeah, I was going to say because I don't, I don't think so. I think, I don't think that they would put the worst of it. Well, I don't think we're going to see any more vaginas being uh, expelling babies. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, I don't, I don't have much more to give for. Uh, yeah, for that's basically it. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if we continue with it. We should. I think. I think we. I think it definitely would behoove us to finish it. We will try to get back into human resources. Let's cover uh, other things that are upcoming on the list. Mm-hmm. Back to the list. We still have Peacemaker that we're going to try to get into. Um, Suicide Squad was so terrible. Uh, Harley Quinn on HBO Max is very highly rated and recommended. Okay. Uh, I think that we would actually both enjoy. Um, I have actually started getting back into Black Clover. I do want to get back into Fire Force. I'm also adding um, Shield uh, Shield Hero to the list. Okay. Uh, you did mention that to me. I've been told that that is outstanding. And a new season just premiered uh, last week. My Hero Academia want to get back to that want to get back to the attack on titan um anime 
uh, Demon Slayer. I want to get back to that anime. They got movies and all this other stuff. That time I got reincarnated as a slime is also something that we want to get back to because we kind of fell off badly. Um, upcoming things we will most likely cover. Big Mouth Human Resources. We watched an episode of that as we just talked about. Um, we're going to get into Atlanta. Um, we're going to talk about Atlanta on Blurred Life with My Wife, um, along with Belair, which we actually did watch. Oh, okay. Um, um, so why are we bringing it up here? I was on the list. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, okay. You know, shameless plug for Blurred Life with My uh, Wife. All right. But, um, Moon Knight, which has started, which we've covered a bit here. Uh, Obi-Wan, right around the corner, May 25th. Mm-hmm. Um... The Boys, June 3rd, your birthday weekend. Miss Marvel, June 8th, that following week. Uh, Umbrella Academy, June 22nd, very excited. And then we have things that don't have dates, like Carnival Row, which we know is coming this year. Never Have I Ever, which is coming this year. Hunters, Mandalorian, Secret Invasion, She-Hawk. Star Wars, Andor, which I'm very mad on. Uh, The Dragon Prince, Season 4. Sweet Tooth, Season 2, The Last of Us on HBO. And, of course, whenever Loki comes back and what if. And the Last of Us is supposed to be coming out this year? To be announced 2022, 2023. So oh, okay. It could be next year. Okay. More Pedro Pascal. So, nice. Who's Looking in a movie right now with your boy, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yes. Yeah. And this this movie is getting Nicolas Cage as himself. Yeah. This movie's getting rare. I heard it's hilarious. People were saying it's hilarious. Yeah. So, I, you know what? I will be interested because it looks like he's poking fun at himself, mm-hmm. which I would like. And perhaps I will be, it'll be endearing to me. He's a great actor. I've never understood your your disdain for Nicolas Cage, but I support you because I love you. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Courtney Stan account. So Thanks. But either way, y'all, uh, I think that's it for the April rendition of Blur Watchers. What have you guys been watching? Let us know. Um, feel free to respond in the comments. All of our links will be included down below. We're not even going to go through all that stuff. Just click on the stuffs. Yes. I feel like it's been, what, over a year? Going into two years? Two years? Like, you know us. The only thing I will say is that I'm the Okami Council on all that has now. changed yes and yeah, we only really so, talked about it once so. yeah so when you click on the stuffs just know if it says the okami council that is me and of course my lovely here would be neo queen celine and yeah i've unified all of my socials so if it's the okami council on whatever platform you're on that's probably the best chance of finding me if i'm there yep otherwise uh appreciate y'all thank you for allowing me to Spend some time with y'all and talk about some dope shit. We will be back next month. Thank you for allowing us to talk to you and speak about some shit. Now, see, the last time when I used the royal we, it's like, well, that's that's him. No, I don't care. All right. It's like, Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You guys are awesome. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you for letting us into your home. And like I said, what are you guys watching? What should we add to the list? Hit us up. Let us know. You know, you can find us. uh, You can find me at the Okami Council, of course. My lovely at Neil Queen. Either one of us is fine. Uh, if there's something that we should be adding. Um, Add to the list Hellbound. Hellbound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's out. We need to check that out. Hellbound. Okay. Hellbound has been added. If I could spell, I'd be dangerous, y'all. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. 
But uh, yeah, so we'll get to that as well. And hopefully we'll have some more stuff from the list to uh, go To over. regale you with. You can listen to us talk at each other. Talk to each other? Well, hopefully you guys are talking with us as well. Talk at us, yes. You know, but either Just way. Just know anything that you think is right, I am going to say no, it's wrong. Especially if you uh, disagree with me. Unless you wholeheartedly agree with me, then we're f- best friends in my head and I love you. But if uh, you say anything counter to my points, you're wrong. Uh, and you need to get some class uh, and be worldly. Like Outstanding. Ha ha. Okay, well, that's all I got. My name is Marshall. My name is Courtney. Oh, uh, uh, random at the end, shameless plug. Hi, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He thought he he thought he was gonna get You're away without safe. getting that shout out. You're never uh, safe. Hitting us up while we're recording to remind us to record. Thank you, sir. Uh, we appreciate you. But yeah, I'm Marshall. This is Courtney. Once this again, this has been Blurred Watchers. Bye.